0: And welcome to the Popcorn Junkies, Uh, just me and Nanny Di. So we're doing The Irishman, Martin Scorsese's epic, I mean truly epic movie. Clocking in at a remarkable three and a half hours. Yes. Uh, We saw it at a preview at the London Film Festival, starring uh, Robert De Niro as Frank the Irishman Sheeran. Al Pacino, in the first film that Scorsese's worked with him on, apparently years ago they wanted to do Modigliani, a biopic of the artist. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Uh, is one of those films. I'm often intrigued by films and programmes that weren't made as yeah, much as I wanted Yeah, because
1: he was made. a bit of a sword model, he threw his girlfriends out of
0: the window. Oh, did, did he? So quite game. gangster mob-like well, yeah, in his own yeah, way. Okay, yeah, yeah. And of course, Joe Pesci, playing Russell Buffalino, yeah, Buffalino. brought out of retirement by Scorsese. Yeah. And Harvey Keitel in there in a much more souped-down damp- Oh, and of course, Stephen Graham playing the head of one of the contrary unions. They're all real figures. This is based on a true story. It's based on the book I Heard You Paint Houses.
1: I know, which is a great title.
0: Which was the book that Robert De Niro actually brought brought to Scorsese, Scorsese, didn't didn't he? Which is intriguing. What sense of Scorsese do we have as film lovers and as a, a film-going family?
1: I love him. He's sort of like a master of cinema, I would mm. describe him as. I loved everything he did up to a certain point. Right. And then I would say the whole sort of gangster thing came to its apotheosis or whatever you describe the highest thing of with for me,
0: with Goodfellas, and then it sank. Okay, so you're sort of saying that you're a Scorsese fan up until Goodfellas. Up until
1: Goodfellas. Right, yeah. I I mean, I liked Wolf, as as a lot of people say, I liked Wolf of... Wall Street. Wall Street, but not as much as everybody else. I really liked Wolf of Wall Street, but
0: interestingly, the first time I saw Wolf of Wall Street, I had a meeting to go to, I didn't realise it was three hours long. No. And, uh, it, Unnecessarily so. It was. It was a good 45 minutes too long. Yeah. Um, I, I was a fan of The Departed, though I despise the final shot of The Departed yeah. with the rat. Right. Uh, wasn't a fan of, was it Shutter Island that you did? That weird thing with... Oh, um...
1: I didn't mind Shutter Island, funnily enough,
0: but not only, only didn't mind it,
1: that's no. not what I used to do. Did you see Silence? That. Oh, I did. Mm. And I thought that I now. Too. I quite like that. Right. I thought okay. that was, in a way, a return to form. Right. For me. Okay. Yeah.
0: Within my, not that I ever do a top ten or a top five, but I would certainly say that *Raging Bull* is, is in my top oh, ten Raging films Bull, of, of all time. Yes, yes. 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 I think it was. It's just a meticulously, yes. perfectly crafted film. Yeah.
1: No, I would agree with that. Um, that was before *The Gangster*. So absolutely.
0: absolutely. <laughs> and *Casino* was good. Uh, *Goodfellas*. I liked *Goodfellas* um, a lot, but uh, a lot of *Mean Streets* and you know, I like I like his early, I like a lot of his early stuff. So yeah. Well, going into this, so. Uh, I, I would say he's a massively influential. I mean, obviously, other little micro films that he's done, like After Hours, I absolutely love. Yeah. Um, he's made a lot of documentaries. So I'm a big Scorsese fan. Yeah. Uh, we characterise ourselves as Scorsese we fans.
1: We do. We do in this um,
0: movie. Now, this is being lauded as, in a sense, his massive return to the fold. Yes. This is yes. the big man, the big cheese, the big fromage, yes. is back out from yes. the cold. Big he's, from- he's, he's <laughs> um, you know, and so just to give a grab. So it's the story of of jimmy Hoffa's, still to this day not entirely known no. death yes in, in, well, it, in, in terms way... of we don't know how he died or who killed him no for sure no 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 we don't no and, th- and so this film and this doesn't
1: throw any light. well it does
0: well but... it does but well it, ha- it has its own suggestion now, i i don't have not having read the book i don't know whether the book suggests something yeah. that frank sheeran himself, apparently frank sheeran the irishman in real life yeah. went on and on and on about the fact that it was him who did it and oh, so, and so, but, but a lot of people have disputed the claim. So oh, this okay. film, in a sense, is signing up to Frank Sheeran's, yeah, kind of... Yeah, um, and, and I
1: wonder if even the historical context, though, for somebody like Hoffa, because I said to Maddie at one point, who was with us, um, he's a real character, you know, mm. he's in real life, and she said, oh, okay, but I could tell she was thinking, so what? Well, yeah, so yeah. before
0: we get into the oh, rights and wrongs of anything, but look, so who is it about? What was this film about? As you went in and sat down to watch this, I knew we were watching a real-life story about yeah. a real-life guy called, yeah. called Frank Sheeran, yeah. played by Robert De Niro, yeah. and I also knew that we were, but I had no historical sense of the character whatsoever, Jimmy Offer.
1: No, I didn't, except that I did know, I, I have heard of him, mm. and I've heard that, he, I know that that was the time when the union, I mean in a way that era fascinates me because yeah. it's the time when unions ruled. The whole of the Rust Belt. I mean, they ruled a whole swathes of America. Well, and in a
0: sense, they kind of ruled the very same demographic that Trump yes. has somewhat of a stranglehold yes. on now yes. and, and is constantly seeing. I mean, people get...
1: were scared to death of unions mm. in those days. You went along with the union or you risked
0: everything. I'm a 48 year old man and yeah. I went in knowing. Uh, the JFK story, knowing the Bobby Kennedy story, knowing the Bay of Pigs and the Cuban Missile Crisis, knowing all of that, which this story is very much placed against the backdrop of. Yes, it is. um, But I didn't know, you know, I didn't know who Jimmy Hoffa was. And and so, yeah, I, I suppose, I was surprised when I started to realise, all oh, right, okay, this is about union, this is about the work, workers' unions of America, Yes. and they're jostling for power, yes. and if essentially how the mob and yes. the mafia have infiltrated that system yes. and are running the show. Yes. Um, which, and as you say, in and of itself is a very interesting it thing. It is. This film is notable for a number of things. Its duration is one thing. <laughs> it's engaged in something called youthification. Weirdly, the almost the first sequence that you see in the film is De Niro, not youthified, but actually made up to look even older than he yeah, already is, yeah. in an old people's home yeah. and essentially he's telling the story in retrospect yeah. and this is where I think even from the get-go it was a bit confused, so you had the device of Robert De Niro telling us the story in retrospect, Yes and you had the device of a road trip. Yes. That To Scorsese, an interview is very important, yeah. the device of the road trip. We've seen the same interview as yeah, me. Yeah. yeah, it
1: forms a skeleton of the whole film. Yeah, yeah, absolutely,
0: so it forms a spinal a column spinal of the film thing. around which all the other action is gonna yeah. happen. Now, having seen the interview with Scorsese, I thought, okay, I can buy into that. That yeah. makes kind of structural sense, that'll orientate me, yeah. it's Joe Pesci. Frank Sheer and Robert De Niro, their wives driving across America, in the present because they look that much older, but not as present as De Niro in the old people's home who's even older, (laughs) bloody old. And then, and then the film proceeds to go through enormous numbers of flashbacks where the youthification thing happens. So this is one of those films that is incredibly ambitious. It sought to use the same actors across the entirety of telling their entire lives, rather than in things like is it The Godfather where they have different actors to play different different characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Robert De Niro and the Old People's Home, I thought for me, Mm -hmm. was a real wrong step early on. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe him. You know who he looked like? It reminded me of the character from Bad Grandpa. Oh,
1: don't. Sitting there,
0: sitting there. And it felt too literal. It felt too simple, too obvious. I can't see
1: anything but that now. Yeah,
0: exactly, with his great testicles.
1: Yeah, I didn't feel the thing about Bad Grandpa, thank God, otherwise that would have been the end of (laughs) the film. But I did. I didn't feel it even didn't work. That was fair enough, because they didn't, they didn't belabor that point.
0: Mm. This is like a crib to grave story, isn't yes. it, of, oh, of absolutely. Frank Sheeran, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, De Niro's character. And I mean, one of the interesting things that Maddie said when she came out, which was her frustration with the film, she said, I felt like Robert De Niro's character didn't have any emotional arc. Yeah that he didn't build to a point or get to come down to a point. And without giving too much away, I, I kind of agree with her.
1: Yeah.
0: And yet they clearly park at the front of this film, and a lot of the reviews obviously are picking up on the fact that he's been desensitized by the work that he did in World yeah. War Two, where yeah. he's, there's that sequence where he's getting the prisoners of war to yes. uh, dig, dig their own grave yes. and then he shoots them and they fall in. Yeah. I, I didn't feel that was villainous enough. I didn't feel he did it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought for the coldness and callousness that we felt within him—if you're yeah. the, the, not callousness, but the the unemotional
1: yeah. side yeah. to him—I yeah.
0: could have understood it more if it was been. I was expecting savagery. Yeah. In World War II, it felt very sedate.
1: No, I understand that completely, I and I wouldn't disagree with that. But but I did disagree with you and Maddie in terms of this idea of a narrative right. from did De Niro. You? I actually thought he did. There right. was one in the sense that we—I never expect from De Niro. Um, A sort of an idea of him being um, on the back foot of him him sort of looking with sympathy at other characters i always expect him to be the one dishing out you know violence yes and i felt there was a distinct thing of thing of him being sympathetic to some of the people around i did and i felt it was in his eye I mean, I thought earlier you were going to ask me about the Euthification, which I thought was dreadful
0: For me, the first moment of the Euthification was having to be at its most extraordinary Yeah And perhaps that's why we didn't get a more embellished scene in what we to Yeah, maybe Because it, it, it was a wide shot, he shoots them, they fall in yeah. and, and that's kind of it Yeah to really establish the, the, the as I say that sort of almost post-traumatic stress yes, that he that he's yes. experienced. Yeah. You need to be in his face yeah. and in his eyes. Yeah. And if yeah. you just use a young bloody actor.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. I, I,
0: I thought it looked ghastly in yeah. that scene and everyone's banging on about it. And yeah. I, I did did you feel it get got better?
1: No, I think I just um, got used to it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think we yeah. just sort of allowed ourselves to
1: Yeah, I almost forced myself to sort of not almost not pay attention to that Right. Um, and somehow De Niro for me and I'll just sort of bring that up again because it's yeah. crucial in one sense is that because some p- critics have said haven't they that they think he did he did a good job yes. uh, character wise and I mean I've always loved De Niro but he always has played the same part mm. more or less mm. I felt he was trying to do something different Right. This, and I felt occasionally it worked so you'd usually say- when he was talking to another man like Pesci or, or Harvey Captain Kup- you know, when he was talking to another man. I suppose
0: you're right. I suppose there were moments where certainly, and and, and this is where I think one, I think me and you disagree on this weirdly in terms of yeah. performance. You're right. You did see De Niro specifically with Pesci. Yes. As an underdog, which is kind yes. of an unusual thing. He was looking up to him yes. for kind of, he didn't want to sort of get things wrong.
1: Yes, exactly. And
0: I thought, I personally found Joe Pesci absolutely magnificent. Yeah. He magnificently underplayed it, and it really wrong footed me because, of course, I think the thing about Pesci, which is probably why he went into retirement, is I think he burnt himself out. Yeah. Energy, it reminds me of you. The energy of the man was yeah. just so ferocious. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um,
0: I thought he was, but you, I know you kind of didn't. I thought he was nuanced, I thought he was menacing in a very ordinary way. I, like, I mean, I do like all that stuff that they do in gangster films where, you know, they'll say, like, you know, you paint houses, don't you? And they go, yeah. well, we need to take them around. You know, there's always a yeah. euphemism for being, yeah. throwing someone in concrete and destroying yeah. them. Yeah. Um, but what did you think of Joe Pesci? You weren't such no, a fan. No, I wasn't. No, no, I just
1: thought he was... He, he was all right. I mean, I wanted to like him, don't get me wrong. And I thought, I suppose, before I, before I actually saw him, I thought, oh, the euthification will, will be seeing Joe Pesci of mm. old. But he just looked like an old man to me who wasn't really saying anything. I thought that's the difference, I suppose, is that I do feel De Niro was acting there. Mm. And I suppose Joe Pesci was, but it wasn't working for me No, too. So no. what can I say? Um,
0: there was the additional problem that you'd have many scenes where the youthification was doing working overtime on their faces, yeah. and then you'd see their bodies moving like those of 70-year-olds
1: terrible it
0: was very odd Yeah, and it does require a suspension of disbelief and my argument would be it requires for me it required a larger suspension of belief than if they'd used a different actor yeah in a weird and surely way surely
1: those were the moments where i know enough about films to know that the director has the last word and you get director's cut mm. and whatever but surely that was the moment where somebody should have said to Scorsese we we don't need all these long shot scenes of an old face on a, of a young face on an old body trying to be young. I mean, there were loads were loads. I mean, of they've them.
0: spent a, a ludicrous amount of money on it. I think it's industrial light and magic, but I think they've spent something like 25 million. I mean, it's the third of the budget or something yeah. that's, gone, that's gone on yeah. this. And I do think that if it wasn't Netflix wanting to blow smoke up Scorsese's art, yes I think another studio, and that's why all the other studios walked away from it. Oh. They were all insisting. And I think the reason, I can see why on a creative basis, uh, Scorsese and De Niro would want to take it because oh, it gives like, yeah. them the continuity of performance. It's a yes. rel- to relish that performance. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean,
0: curious to want to go for such a long journey in De Niro's yeah. case with, okay, albeit some arc to his yeah. personality, but not much. No,
1: not a I lot. I mean, there's not,
0: you know, his arc doesn't do
1: that no, at all. No. His arc
0: does that. Yeah. And I think that was Maddie's frustration yeah, with no, him because it I think we were all very excited about him. Yeah. Um, at times, the youthification made me feel that they were characters or their faces were characters. You, you won't know this, but when you pay, play PS4 games, it's that computer game face, yeah. which is like, you know, the sort of glazed eyes. Yeah. And the, the other detail they'd given uh, De Niro was blue eyes, which yes. obviously... Is the Irishman in him the and Irishman, all that. Yeah. But um that made me, that distanced me yeah, from him. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: You know, I mean, Blue Eyes do generally do that, but then yeah. it just kind of, I didn't feel I was looking into his soul at any point. So we're set within this unionised world. But for me, you know, I like Joe Pesci at the edges. Then you've got Jimmy Hoffa. And I felt that the absolute, I, I, don't, I never thought I'd say this, because no. I've never really been a massive Al Pacino no, fan. No, And I thought he was all right in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He didn't have much to do i've always found him a bit you know there was a i think he did uh, the merchant of venice which i he was quite good He's as shy right. look was yeah. all right he was my guilty pleasure in the film i thought he came at this with vim vigor and verve yeah and again if they hadn't euthified him where they did yeah. at times he didn't need it his yeah. He was he was methoding it. Yes, to the point was, of my was. God, this was did you you didn't like Al Pacino though, did you?
1: Well it's not that I didn't like him, it's just that I thought he was methoding it. Right. And because the because the euthification didn't work, <laughs> I felt I was seeing an extremely old man losing <laughs> <laughs> his temper And I mean I was a huge right. unlike you, I was a huge Pacino fan in yes. the days of Serpico and Dog Day Afternoon. I thought it yeah. was incredible. But um and those rages that he has, Yeah. yeah. just did it was uh, an awful lot of this film for me, and I'm talking as the oldest person that, yeah. in the three of us that went to see it. they're too old. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of sounds dreadful. I'm sorry if that offends anybody. But okay. even with euthification, they're too
0: old. Well, The Guardian describes them as delivering performances of wintry brilliance. Would you agree? Oh, you probably would about De Niro, maybe. I-
1: yeah, but as you say, I, I really have to go. But yeah, right at the top of that arc, I can say you gave about one second. <laughs>
0: which huh. Okay, well, I mean, I did, which I did enjoy, I did enjoy Al Pacino's it? turn. It's a little bit like when you're squeezing a lemon on a lemon squeezer. Oh and you've squeezed all the juice out, yeah. I was pushing my half of lemon yeah. so hard onto my lemon squeezer. Yeah. It sounds like a very dodgy analogy. It it. And as I was pushing and squeezing, I was squeezing, <laughs> in a well, sense, De Niro. You... De Niro's character was my lemon skin. Yeah. And Al Pacino was the lemon squeezer. And yeah. I was squeezing it hard to get that real sense of their relationship. Because there was, a, there was a friendship there and there was a yeah. loyalty. And I think Respect. that's when Scorsese Respect. is at, yeah, and Scorsese's at his best. When men are talking to each other about, this is the line, mate. This is the line, don't cross the line. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I really, where I I kind of enjoyed the film most was where essentially De Niro is imploring in his own way, uh, Hoffa, to step back, reduce, move away. Well, he did give respect. I thought in
1: his acting he gave respect. Yeah. Both to Pesci and... Anto Al Pacino. Yes, yeah. he, he conveyed that. However, right, he did it, I right. don't know. But to me, he did. And what about characters like Harvey Keitel? I mean, I was well, actually Keitel
0: was so slight, wasn't so he? I slight. mean, there's more of him in the Direct Line Insurance <laughs> than there is- They gave us nothing. No, nothing. Well, and also, uh, you know, you've got the ubiquitous. Um, what do we think about the camera work? I thought at times. Yeah,
1: just average, it right? was just average. It was
0: just average. It did feel average, and I'm used to on the one hand, this is where you become a victim of your own success if you're Scorsese. On the one hand, you want those sweeping, yeah. cinematic, steady cam shots. You know, he's the yeah. master of coming through a door
1: yeah. and oh, the character absolutely. walking in
0: underneath the camera yeah. and all coming in and so you've got the POV but you've also a little bit, so you're almost, the, you're, you're in the gang. Yeah, right, yeah, you yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you want all of that. So we got some of that. We got a little oh, bit. brilliantly though. No, Not no. like in the way that you did no. in Goodfellas and, and no, Casino. No. Um, but you also got moments where you felt he was trotting out devices that he's used in other films. So, for example, there would often be the freeze frame used on, yes. on subsidiary characters, yes. where he would then deliver you the text of who they were and how they died. That's, that was spectacularly. Bad. It was a spectacular miss, and he's the master of that shit because he, you know, when he freeze frames yeah. anything, it usually works really well. And I just, I tell you, where I felt it went wrong. A, the characters were too subservient to what yes. we knew of the plot already, so, the so you didn't care. No. You didn't follow them through when you saw them no. in the scenes, no. that didn't matter. And you hadn't yet related them to anyone else no. in the film.
1: And also, everything's moved on in the world, so that in so many films now, when they do do that, which they probably learn from Scorsese yeah. in the yeah, beginning, yeah, absolutely right. but when they, when they do it themselves, it's so much more effective. Yeah, 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 right. That was... Mis- that was a real It was mistake. a mistake, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a
0: mistake. Yeah. And yet, there were a couple of occasions where, I don't even remember, there was one scene where I think De Niro's in the car and there's the slow-mo of the, the car wash. Yes. And then there was the slow-mo yes. of a fight in a crowd. I thought there were nice moments where they yeah. used slow-mo. And, and that's not to say... But I couldn't work out whether I just loved the slow-mo. Yeah. I, I certainly couldn't have said with my hand on my heart that it was... Where, where Scorsese does it so well in the past is that it will complement an... Amplify yes. the emotional or narrative Absolute. impact of what's going on. I didn't Absolute. feel like the style complemented no. or, or or echoed or, no. or or did anything to the no. to what was going on in the story.
1: No, no, I didn't.
0: No. What did you think about how the film dealt with violence? I was shocked by how little violence there well, was. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, so that sounds wrong to say, doesn't it? But yes, I mean, it, I don't know whether we were supposed to be building up to the Hoffa death or not. Yes. I mean, I can see why it seemed to be like thrown away in one way because mm. nobody did actually know maybe who killed him and maybe... maybe so maybe had... they
0: wanted to fudge it. Yeah, yeah, maybe
1: they wanted to fudge it. But but somehow it seemed very half-hearted.
0: Well, you've got to have the courage of your conviction. If you're yeah, not if going gonna fudge to fudge go... it and you've got someone killing him, yeah. then really build to that moment.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I mean, on the one hand, I seem to be saying the opposite of what I'm saying because I do think around the issue of, of Hoffa, De Niro was acting. He was mm. acting, uh, you know... Um, being subservient, being nervous, being not wanting to have to do the job mm. that he knew he'd got mm. to do. All of that was in his face, and that's often not, but it was. But then the actual death was almost off camera. And, and well,
0: I think what he might have been going for, because I mean, his, his, one of his hallmarks, Scorsese, is the sudden violence yes. from nowhere, if you think yes. of Joe Pesci with yes. a pen yes, yes, in the and all yes. that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and the stabbing in the boot yes. and all that, and taxi driver, obviously. Yeah. You know, I could see that he was trying to go for the the shock of the ordinary. Yeah. So yes. it's like a walk-in, a, and and even right down to you, if you listen to the sound effects of the gun bullets, yeah. the gunshots, very matter of fact. do yeah. There's just there's no glorification. No. He's almost stripped it back to being uncinematic. Yeah. But that tugs against Scorsese, and that kind of tugs against the impact in a way, because in the end, what happened for me was, it it sort of it it drained any significance out of the violence whatsoever. Now, I know we're supposed to be sort of viewing off uh, uh, Sheeran, Frank Sheeran, as this kind of, you know, he doesn't feel anything and all that kind of stuff. And he just, it's such a sort of methodical thing. Yeah, yeah. I I tell you what I thought he could have done Scorsese, which would have been interesting, was given us more of an insight into perhaps this was the only way he could kill and how he coped with, you know, the the, the incidental nature of shooting someone was the only way he could do it.
1: Well I hate to say it, but I I feel he did try oh, do to do you, that you I do, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean I mean it kept my he kept my attention mm. during that whole thing. And I was trying to think afterwards why, because I I mean he's not a sort of his face doesn't usually show his no. emotions, does he, in a way, Robert De Niro, but he did sort of keep my attention right. during
0: that. Yeah, see I felt I wanted more and I felt in a weird way I felt the camera kept pulling back from yeah. letting us in closer because yeah. of this Freaking youthification thing. I mean, I just think it was almost like they had a toy box that they just overused and then and it, it, compromised take- shops, yeah. it compromised shots, it compromised scenes. I would
1: absolutely. Agree with that because something, yeah. something, something was compromised. Something
0: was compromised. I tell you what it felt like. The whole now, I mean, we are on our own in saying this. Yes. This, this, this is why we're trying to take such a detailed, meticulous approach. Yeah. This. yeah. I recognise that this has got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Everyone is talking about it winning Oscars and yeah. doing all this kind of shit. Um. You know, as you, we, we have the Scorsese stripes. We understand the tropes. We understand what he's, he's on about. But this film for me, about two and a half hours in, started to really sag and suffer. And part of that was the time, the duration. Another part of it was the, um, now this is a strange analogy. At times, this film felt like And I was made to feel by this film, how I was made to feel by my granddad when he went into great lengthy descriptions of how to drive back (laughs) to London through the new forest. You need to take the A3. It felt like a long, meandering, almost slightly dementia-like obsession with the finer nuanced details of union life. Yeah. And and I just didn't care. A
1: conversation of old
0: men. As you said, a conversation of old men. And it felt like all these old men were right up for this because it was their era and it's yeah. like, it was like a pet project for them, but yes. no one else was really interested. No,
1: and to return to a minute, to your thing about the violence, because I've just suddenly occurred to me that, yeah, it's absolutely true that they, you know, it sounds like we were asking for violence, but given that it is one mm. of Scorsese's drugs, and especially in his gangster films, I feel, I, I mean, those scenes where they showed you the name and, and number of whoever was going to be killed next, and it was, car blowing up after car blowing up after mm. car blowing up, which, which Scorsese has always given us, But mm. being as we didn't know the characters, didn't know anything about no. them, whether that was Scorsese himself thinking well I've, I've covered the violence because all these yes. people had dreadful ends yeah, and yeah. they did, yeah. but we couldn't have cared less no. because the main, you know to use Maddy's phrase, the main arc of the film was taking us along, and Mark's just said it really, an old people's home where somebody is discussing the right way to get along the A40. I mean, 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 in a
0: way, that was what he was doing. It was was a
1: road trip along
0: the A40. It was like a really interesting story told by a really boring old man.
1: Yes. I hate to say it. I hate to (laughs) say it. Or in
0: this case, four really boring old men.
1: And, and, and much as it pains me and I mean, oh my it god it
0: pains me, me it so me. much I couldn't have been more excited sitting down no. to see this I've bought into the Rotten Tomatoes I've read all the reviews I've read all the interviews yeah. I was equipping myself I was um, looking forward to cinematic references because yeah. you know the thing about Scorsese is that he's a bona fide cinephile he is you know and I thought yeah three and a half hours to luxuriate. And yeah. and you know and on the one it's it, you know Maddie I'm going to sort of come off the fence Maddie was bored rigid yeah, she, she was. She's, given she really was. she's given it a score yeah. she's given it a score of one out of ten yeah. And what was that for? That was for, oh, I think yeah, it was Al Pacino, so. wasn't
1: it? Yeah, oh, yeah, Al Pacino. Al Pacino, she I think she,
0: she liked his character. Yeah, yeah. And and, and it, even, as I say, I like Al Pacino, he was quite cartoony, Yeah. it was quite two dimensional.
1: Yeah. I mean, Scorsese is the master of coming back in the sense that I saw Silence and I thought it was wonderful. I wasn't a huge fan of The Departed, like a lot of people. Mm. What I'm trying to say in that is that he makes a film which maybe isn't my cup of tea or up to whatever I think. Then in the next one, it'll be brilliant. Mm. And so with this, I was thinking, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with this and think, assume that it's going to be brilliant. Mm. But, it, you know, as it went on, I, I didn't get as bo- so bored that I'd fall asleep, but I was having to work really hard. Oh yeah, I had really to work really hard. hard. It yeah. was really
0: agonizing yeah. in, in part. And
1: it pained me enormously because nobody wants to, to say that. No, I mean, what was
0: some it. of your stand I mean for example I, I felt It's hard to find it's, it's hard to, well I do have one standout scene and it, it was the Stephen Graham Al Pacino one. Oh yeah. And I felt that you felt the old Scorsese sparking up where they were he was talking about being late. And I thought that was great because what you felt, and that's where Scorsese is absolutely at his best, where you've got, and it's that electric, it's the electricity between men.
1: It's that, oh, you're laughing at me moment.
0: But he's brilliant with, but he's brilliant with the low hum of electricity between men. And I think that's where Joe Pesci was a nice antidote to that, say a scene like that, because Joe Pesci was like low, high volt, you know, low hum, high voltage. And then you've got Stephen Graham, who's just, he, you know, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. he is brilliant, he's brilliant this, I would just wish he'd had more to do in it, or yeah. I would just walk in and look, look serious. But there
1: was a slight problem with him in the sense that I felt like they'd either euthrified it or done the opposite. <laughs> he, looked <laughs> older older right. Right.
0: he looked older in than everyone. He looked older than everyone. I
1: felt like I was at Madame Tussauds.
0: So I, I do, I do worry didn't. they kind of, maybe they just started... You know, sort of photo yeah. affecting everyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought that scene for me, yeah, it really, became it standout great. because yeah. it was funny, yeah. it was crisp, it was witty. Yeah. And as I say, that electricity, which I love yeah. between his characters. Yeah. And because that scene was so good, I'll tell you the one thing that I, I really felt when I came out, and uh, we were driving home, I really felt Scorsese needed his, his stablemate on this film in the script writing department. I think he needed Paul Schrader. Schrader. Yeah. Because what Paul Schrader, who wrote Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, I believe The Last Temptation of Christ as well, yes, didn't he? Yes, he did. It. What he brings is that Calvinist, religious redemption, betrayal
1: yes.
0: And okay, he did it in First Reformed again, yeah. and it might be his, he's telling the same story a million times. Yeah. But I tell you what, it's probably... It's the standard narrative for most of us, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that idea of... And I felt... I just felt De Niro's character needed... We needed those morals threaded through like, a bit more. I
1: felt like De Niro... To refer to De Niro and I, you know... I felt he was trying to give us some of that yeah. without, the, the, without the script. Without the script backing
0: him up. Yes. Yeah, you're probably right. In his face, in he his eyes. He was probably eyes, thinking, I his... wish I fucking had Schrader's yeah. script.
1: Yeah, without Without anything to lean wow. on. Wow, Schrader and Scorsese, have they fallen out or something? I don't know, but he could have got somebody else, surely, or something. I
0: know, isn't? I
1: know. But um, I felt that he wasn't given any help. I, I didn't think there. the script was very good. It was, No, I didn't. I mean, I really didn't I, didn't. I
0: mean, I know it's based on a book and what have you, but I, I really missed that sort of, you know, the guilt, the redemption, and, and especially, and we're it, giving it away, especially as we built up, and that's my point with the Jimmy Hoffa death scene, yeah. and De Niro, and how it was dealt with. I think in Schrader's hands, yes. we would have had many more scenes yes. around that, yes, that would have made it so problematic. Yes. So that, okay, the actual scene might have been swift, yeah but you'll have seen the agonizing moments around it. And I just think he would have layered them a little bit better in there somewhere.
1: He tried to give us that, but as as we've just said, with no help from the script at all. No, I felt he was really, at times, acting his socks off with his blue eyes and his euthification face, but not really getting any help.
0: The other important thing to remember is De Niro's character is quite stupid. He's not bright.
1: No, no, he's not bright. So that's that's another
0: sort of, you know, yeah. tricky thing to, to, yeah, to factor uh, in. Yes, that is quite actually... hard to play in an anti hero hero of a film. And also,
1: is... De Niro so clearly is. Yes. So that, that he's playing a. He's yeah, playing yeah. a, a... A non-bright person. Yeah. A bright person playing a non-bright person. And in, in, in that sense, that must be quite hard.
0: So what was your sense... <laughs> so his
1: eyes were actually saying help. Yeah, no,
0: no, absolutely. Music didn't really stand out no. to me too much. And no. your music usually is such a significant thing. I mean, yeah. in one of the trailers, the music was absolutely sensational. And I yeah. didn't really feel the presence of it. The whole film felt vaguely like everyone was a bit it didn't. It didn't really... I didn't feel any emotional... I know you did with De Niro a bit, but even... Even De Niro's character's emotional truth was a bit blunted. So everyone felt a bit blunted, emotionally. That's what
1: happens when you get old. Is it? I hate to say, and all, all the people watching this are so going, no, you don't have to. But that was the overall impression yeah. in the end. It was that you just felt like this was a meeting of friends that knew each other really well. We're gonna tell you a great tale mm. and told it you, and you were all asleep by the end of it. Why
0: have, uh, why, is everyone without exception giving this 10 out of 10 and 100%? I think because... We're going to be a solitary voice saying yeah, this, we're going yeah. to get a lot of hate.
1: Well as we've said we don't we don't want to say any of these things really, it gives us no pleasure no. at all. Uh, I just, I think a big thing to think about is that he was given too much leeway. Yeah, I he was agree. allowed to go on too I long. I a lot to be I said it. I mean, I mean, yeah, he says in problem. one of his interviews it was great not to have a time limit. He needed a time limit. Mm-hmm. Maybe if somebody had said to him, look, bring this film in at this, mm-hmm. it, it would, would have, have all tightened redundant. up his storytelling. Yeah, but yeah. the long. Long things of being in the old people's home, then here, then here, then here.
0: I mean, there was a point towards the end where he was taking it to grave where I thought, I can't bear this no. anymore. Please just hurry up and die.
1: No, and by then, I mean, I'd sort of given the film everything I'd got, and then we went on for another hour after that.
0: Uh, well, and I have to confess, in the final well, some of the final scenes, I thought he was going to leap up, throw his testicles over his shoulder, and run <laughs> off like bad grandpa. I mean, he, you know, it was that. I mean, okay, they might have spent a lot of money on the youthification, but Jesus Christ, De Niro looked ridiculous as an older old. Man. I
1: know.
0: You know what I mean. I know. Okay, well let's sum it up then. Was it a real disappointment?
1: Um, I felt I was working as hard as Scorsese for it not to be. Right. But um, yeah, it was a huge disappointment, and the fact that I mean, you know. It's just interesting. I mean, Maddie's a huge cinema fan, and the fact that she was dying beside me, you know, yeah, she was asleep. She never she sleeps in a film. Asleep. She couldn't bear I it. Mean, I mean, she
0: found that she found all of the specifics and the obsession with the detail yeah. of unions and dates. She just found yeah. it tedious.
1: Yeah, I, it was tedious. It was tedious, and and as you said, if there was nothing Scorsese about it in terms of cinema, cinematography or violence or any of his tropes. That he uses that we're all used mm. to if there's none of that what are you supposed to be watch- what what are we watching mm. you know one or two long shots behind as you say well i think like
0: it's that. telling that the critics like peter bradshaw who himself is probably the same age as yeah a bit younger than scorsese but that they would see this as a sort of really mature interrogation of masculinity. I mean, I was, I was wanting to come at it like that. Okay, because yeah. I'm all up for a film about an interrogation of masculinity at a certain age, when you've lived a life of violence.
1: Absolutely. And you've become
0: desensitized to what you're going through. I mean, I think that's absolutely right yeah. for exploration. There's a
1: much, there's, there is a really interesting film to be made about but this that, wasn't, but this ain't was not <laughs> this
0: didn't do that, no. did it? No, no, no. and I, again, I go back to it. I do think it's the right, the right script.
1: I, I would give it, what would I give it? It's a hard one. Mm. Four point
0: five. Four point five. And
1: that's and, and that is mainly for De Niro because I mm. felt for him, with no script and no help from anybody, and the added unbonus whatever the unbonus is of being made to look old. Yeah. Older and, and younger. younger. And younger. When your
0: body's older.
1: Was cause... just ridiculous. I don't know how he was expected no. to do anything. He managed. And blue eyes, which yeah. was so un. So it would be that. Four and a half. Four.
0: You know, the reason we wanted to do a really long review of this was I wanted to embrace and accept the fact that this has been critically lauded everywhere. And I wanted yeah. to really sort of put it under a microscope yeah. and qualify our passion for the work of Scorsese. Yeah, yeah. And I love of it. Um, and, I, and I'm all for a director who you know for certain things, changing, shifting, maturing, doing something different. Yeah. That's why I think The Last Temptation of Christ was a wonderful addition yeah. to his, you yeah. know, very different, but but very Scorsese in you know? yeah. in a different way so I came to this thinking okay this is a different prospect this is a different project Um, three and a half hours you know a lot of people have talked about whether it would you know it would have lent itself well to being serialised I came at this as a film it was given to me and presented to me as a film Yeah. Um, I found the very choice of subject matter querulous Mm. from the outset because if as I said before if as a 48 year old I'm having to stretch my interest levels towards it Um you've lost most of your younger audience. Yeah. I think I think most of the critics can only be enthralled to Scorsese in the way that we were, but I think they're actually reneging on their responsibilities as, as critics. critics. Yeah, yes. because it's alright to say that a Scorsese film isn't as good as something. Yeah. And we all want this to be his best, and maybe there's a sense that this could be one of his last films, but yeah. it's not his best this is not his best the script is is leaden yeah the performances spark into life every now and then i mean you prefer de niro i thought de niro was alright. i don't think it was bad no but i just didn't feel enough happened across three and a half hours to sit with him um i thought al pacino provided just a much needed within an otherwise barren sort of landscape a much needed spark of life as did stephen graham though he wasn't there for long um i I like just seeing joe pesci that was an indulgence because he's been one of my favorite actors for years just to see him at a low-key level was quite different
1: yeah
0: but i just felt like this was a really it was like a really interesting person that i'm really interested in and i admire telling me a story about something that i have to feign interest in at a party yeah so i'm sort of going yeah 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 and i'm just not interested no it didn't it didn't develop ideas in the way that even say wolf of wall street was a great development to his canon of films yeah because he was like translating that machismo and ruthlessness to a non-killing environment exactly with a killer instinct yeah and so we were back it's almost like back in his familiar territory there was a lack of richness to just killing to be able to talk about. It's not just about killing, but it wasn't sufficiently about betrayal, it wasn't about redemption. I didn't feel the great, torrid, tortured sense of the soul. You know, you look at something like The Joker recently, which okay, yeah, pays credence to a lot of Scorsese's films, but that's because Scorsese's early films were all about that tortured soul. I didn't feel any torture in this. So I I was was really, really disappointed. I was bored for great swathes of it. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, if I was to give it a score out of 10, I'd have to, sorry guys, I'd have to give it a three out of 10. Yeah. It was, it was tedious. Yeah, I was. mean, I found it tedious. It was tedious. Oh,
1: was... Marty. Marty. Marty, we don't like saying anything. You don't
0: words. at all with your lovely eyebrows and your no. passion for cinema.
1: And your passion for everything. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah.
0: Sorry, mate.